welcome back to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Welcome, welcome. This is Sarah. This is Katie. And it's Why Not Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we usually release our episodes on Thursday, and we usually record them on Wednesdays. And um, in Sarah's time, it's in the evening, so she gets to enjoy wine. I guess I could, but it's... It's like 9.30 a.m., so I'm not gonna. <laughs> YOLO, just do it, you know? I got my coffee. I got my little my little drinky-poo. <laughs> You're good. I just, okay, so I have to give credit to Karen, our number one fan, because she introduced me to this Why Not Wednesday when I first left the church. I was like, what is this? And she's like, uh, Why Not Wednesday? And so now every time I think of Wednesday, I think of wine. Although, unfortunately, I don't drink wine as often, and especially not on Wednesday. But today I was like, fuck it. I need a glass of red wine. So we're going to do this. Yeah, I love Why Not Wednesday. And on Wednesdays, you can wear pink and drink your wine. (laughs) It's just the greatest day. Although I'm not wearing pink today. I'm wearing black and red. But, you know, it's okay. It's okay. I'll forgive you. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. Um, Okay, so also, listeners, thank you so much for being patient with all of our stories. I have been, like, on a kick recently with social media. It's probably because I'm unemployed. So (laughs) I have a lot more time on my hands. But also, I just wanted to create more of a space with the community. And, like, I really – I know that we say this every time, but we sincerely mean it, that we love your input and your stories and your suggestions and your comments. Like, they really are amazing. So keep bringing them in and just kind of put up with my shit, and that would be great. So (laughs) that's it. Um, And I wanted to tell our patrons on Patreon – a big thank you. Um, and if you guys aren't patrons, go check us out. It's just not some Molly Mormon podcast on there. And I wanted to let the current patrons know that we are in the process of making special episodes just for you. We're going to get you some. Um, we're working exactly. on it. So, and thank you. A big thank you. A huge mm-hmm. thank you. Like, it means a lot to us, and we really appreciate it. Um, and helps us to produce this podcast, even though it's basic. And as you can see in the story, I'm literally sitting on my couch right now recording with a glass of wine. But hey, like, <laughs> it still helps us a lot. So thank you. And yeah, we are in the works of recording those special episodes. We'll get those to you soon. And if you have any other requests, let us know. Um, we yep, definitely yep, yep. want to hear your feedback as well. So yeah. I think we're done talking shop. I think that's everything. I think that's it. I think we have a pretty intense episode that we're gonna, we're going to take up a lot of time, so we might as well dive right in. Ooh, which, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. So, no, and that not. was the other thing is that you guys gave us a lot of great topics, um, and it's not that. So, I guess I want to clarify when I asked like for topic suggestion, it's not that Katie and I have run out of like ideas because we have like a shit ton of content in terms of, like, our fucked up experiences in the Mormon church, but it's just nice to hear, like, maybe you guys are more interested in one thing or the other, so it helps us choose, because we're both quite indecisive, and this is what happens every week. Well, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? Literally, I know. I'll text Sarah on, like, Saturday. Hey, what do you want to talk about this week? And then she'll respond, hmm, I don't know. Let me think. And then I'll be like, okay, I'll think too. And then I'll be like, hey, what about this or this or this? And then she'll be like, hmm, yeah, I like all of those. Exactly. <laughs> that is the story of our lives. Like, so thank you for helping us narrow it down. And today, like, we picked, so you guys sent in a lot of really great ones, and we decided to talk about shaming and also combining it with dating fucking Mormon guys. Yes, because I think for us anyway, dating Mormon guys and shame has gone hand in hand. Oh, 100%. This is why I'm drinking a glass of wine because I had to remember these horrible memories and I was like, oh my God, (laughs) I need a whole fucking bottle of wine right now. (laughs) Yeah, and I bet listeners, um, you'll probably be able to relate. I would, I would imagine. <laughs> oh, for sure. And it was interesting. We actually got in a lot of, not a lot, but a few people sending in things about 
how to deal with either dating or being married to a Mormon or an ex-Mormon, which I thought was interesting. And it's like the flip side of what we're talking about today, kind of, you know? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. So I guess for people who, like, aren't Mormon, if you're listening, which I don't know how many of them there are, but (laughs) I guess we can just kind of say that when you're Mormon, you're not supposed to date until you're 16, and you're not supposed to date exclusively until you're, what, 18? I think it's 18. It's basically when you're allowed to get married. Because that's the whole idea is when you date exclusively, you're supposed, supposed to get to married like, pretty yeah. much immediately. Yeah. So they have this thing they, they hand out, we've talked about before. They hand it out to the teenagers the, of the um, LDS church. And it's called For the Strength of Youth pamphlet. And in it, it says, um, yeah, you can't, don't develop a serious relationship too soon. Um, Choose to date only those who have high moral standards. Go places where you can remain close to the spirit. Um, And it also says in here, which I didn't realize, that like usually the guy, the guy, young men are supposed to take the initiative in asking for and planning dates. And oh, that, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. We had, like, firesides about it. And me being my defiant feminist <laughs> ass was like, well, I want to ask out guys. Yeah. And, like, why can't I ask them out? And blah, blah, blah. And they were like, it's not appropriate. Yeah, like, so men basically have all the control, as usual, in the church. And also it says here at the bottom that when you're dating – um, marriage is the like utmost priority. Seek a companion who is worthy to go to the temple. Marrying in the temple and creating an eternal family are essential. So, it, it yeah, you have to date a Mormon if you're a Mormon, basically. Ugh. Which also, can I say, is like caused me so much anxiety, like from the age of 16 to 28 when I left because. It was like I grew up in South Georgia, so no members. Yeah. Like I was like the only one in my high school. So if anyone even like flirted with me, I'd be like, "Oh my god, I can't date you. You're not Mormon." Like <laughs> it would just freak me out. Well, you yeah, know? they're very much like, yeah, very much painted in a light of um, lesser than. You know, they're not up to your standards. They're not up to the church's standards, and they're kind of scary. When you're in the church. Yeah. Yeah. And also, it just made me, like, terrified. Like, I mean, even, I mean, I'm not going to try to pretend, like, the only reason why I didn't date in high school was because of this. Because let's be real. (laughs) But other (laughs) reasons, like, I think the biggest one for me is I had, like, such a high guard up. Because I was always terrified of, like, I can't date a non-member because they're going to want to have sex. And, like, or they're going to want to do stuff that I'm not allowed to. And so I would, like, panic about being put Mm -hmm. in a situation where I was alone with them. And even, I mean, that wasn't just high school. Like, when I was studying out, so I told you guys before, I went to BYU. Then I went to a university in Georgia, then back to BYU. And in that middle part, like, when I was at in Georgia, like, I had a few guys who I was interested in who were non-members, and I would, like, have proper, like, panic attacks, like, mm. oh, my God, he's, he wants to come over to watch a movie, like, how do I tell him I can't have sex, like, how do I tell him, like, he can only hold my hand and maybe peck, like, kiss a little bit, and that's it, like, yeah. and I, and so then what would happen is I would just cancel, uh. like, I would always just cancel and be like, no, 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 it doesn't make sense anyways, he's not a member, I could convert him, but, like, it's not worth it, so I'm just going to, like, avoid meeting these people and, like, developing any type of relationship with him. Isn't that Which is so one of my sad. biggest regrets. That is yeah. so sad, and it's it's so true. Like, I think that's really super prevalent is that you don't want to develop any kind of relationship with someone who's not um, in the same faith as you are because you're you're told the ultimate goal is to get married in the temple, and so, like... If you don't date someone that's Mormon, you're just making it harder for yourself. Because, like you said, you have to convert them. Which, like, how shitty is that? You know, you can't just accept them. You know, you're not supposed to just accept them as they are. You're supposed to try to convert them. Exactly. (laughs) And, like, I, I mean, I've talked about this a bit before. But, like, I have, I would say... One of my biggest regrets, not the biggest, but one of my biggest regrets with being a Mormon and growing up, you know, like living a Mormon until I was 28 was that I missed out on a lot 
a good, I think, I mean, of course, I don't know because I didn't have these relationships, but in my mind, I think they would have been good relationships and good experiences for me. Maybe I wouldn't have ended up with them, but it would help me like realize that not all men are pieces of shit and that like, you know, it would help my self-esteem. It just really would have helped me to have a healthy relationship with myself, but also a healthy perspective on relationships in general. Yeah. Yeah. And because I didn't have that because I only ever dated Mormons. And when I say dated, I mean like casual, like as in go on dates. I never had like a proper Mormon boyfriend, I wouldn't say. I mean, I guess you could consider like the Mormon guy I dated was on that level, but I still wouldn't even consider him a ex-boyfriend, really, you know? Yeah, yeah, more casual. And, yeah, and so when I think about it, it makes me sad because there were so many that I can just think off the top of my head that like I think would have been – a really good experience for me, a really great relationship, and, like, people who I still to this day think are amazing, but the only reason why I didn't date them or give them a shot was because they weren't Mormon. Yeah. And that was it. it it's, no it, other yeah. reason. Wow. I know. And, yeah, that's just, it's so crazy and so common, too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Okay, so we want to talk about, like, shaming as well as dating Mormon men. So I think when I was thinking about it, hence my glass of wine, um, (laughs) (laughs) I, I think it's not even just dating Mormon guys, but it starts from a very high level. So, like, top level. I mean, from general authorities like the Apostle, who was a man who, you know, the the apostles, like your stake president, your bishop, your home teacher, your missionary, like all of them have been men, and they have said things that would reflect some type of shaming in my life. So some way, like, yeah. you know, covering yourselves up. And, and again, I know that there are guys who listen to our podcast, so I don't want you to think that, like, this isn't relevant to you, because I'm sure you heard similar talks that were given to you from men yeah. or men who were saying that you should also be modest or you shouldn't look at porn or you whatever it is. So it's the same. But because Katie and I are women, we can only talk about it from our perspective. So don't yeah. hate us and don't send in hate messages. No, that's, but a, like, that's a good point. And I know that, that, that Mormon dudes probably do definitely, like, have or especially ex-Mormon dudes have struggled with that and I also want to point out we don't want to do like hashtag not all Mormon men because (laughs) I know not all Mormon men are like this but just uh, the majority that Sarah and I have dated and I think a lot that we've interacted with have been like this but we know that there are great guys that are Mormon so just as a disclaimer okay (laughs) yes good I'm glad that you clarified that because I'm sure we'll get like oh hey like my brother is a great Mormon guy and it's true like my brother's a great Mormon like yeah yeah, I knew of great Mormon guys as well, but unfortunately I never dated any great right, Mormon right. guys. Right, same. Okay. Okay, glad we so, put that out there. <laughs> yeah, just to throw that out there. But yeah, so this idea of shaming, like I, for me it was definitely in the church, and I was just telling Kitty before we even started recording that, I mean, of course I had different levels of body shaming and just like this idea of shaming, not even related to body, but my gender, like sexuality, everything. And I would say half of it was due to the church, maybe even more. And then the other half was just like my upbringing, like living in the South, whatever. But the half that or more than that in the church was a lot to do with like being told I should always cover up. I Mm -hmm. should be the perfect Mormon woman, I should, you know, be righteous, I should try to be healthy and groom myself. And, you know, because I'm telling you, especially for non Mormons who are listening to this, like, we're not exaggerating when they tell you that like, there are talks and there are like, firesides and shit like that where the the women who also address you that are in the church will be like women you should put on makeup and make yourself they, look pretty they and literally like, tell you what kind of jewelry to wear like you can only yeah. wear one pair of earrings and it's supposed to be like modest looking earrings you're, they literally tell you every little detail about how you're, you're supposed to look yeah like always and it's so fucking annoying because I mean, I still, at age 30, like, struggle with if I'm not wearing makeup, that I'm not pretty. Yeah, me too. And it's annoying. It is. so (laughs) annoying because I'm, like, I mean, even the other day I was, like, you know, talking to my boyfriend in the kitchen and it was, like, the day after. I had no makeup on. And I, like, refused to let him look at me in the face because I was, like, I look so rough. I don't have makeup on. And, like 
blah, 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 blah. And he had to be like, uh, you don't look rough. Like, you look fine. Like, you always do with or without makeup. Like, you look great. And I was like, oh. <laughs> but, like, I'm not used to hearing that because in the church it was constantly like you need to be presented. And especially in terms of dating, like, it was always like you basically have to be perfect. Yeah. In order to date, which is, like, leads to marriage and is the highest you know, which leads to the highest degree of the celestial kingdom, right? Mm -hmm. You're supposed to be looking like, you know, beautiful, put together and all of that. But then on the other side of the coin, you can't be wearing too much makeup and your clothes can't be too tight and you have to make sure that you're modest. So there's this really, really fine line you have to straddle. And for me, I was always on the side of you know, being classified as like a whore basically, because I didn't conform to that. (laughs) Uh, You know, I, I did wear more makeup and I wore skimpy clothes. And that was where a lot of the shame was for me is that, you know, I kept, I was constantly told to cover up my body too. And you're made to feel like gross about your own body because people don't want to like see it, but guys want to touch it. You know, that, that Oh, dynamic. my God. Amen. People <laughs> don't want to see it, but guys want to touch it. I think that's the name of our episode because <laughs> oh, it's so like true. <laughs> yep. Like, that was always my experience with in the Mormon church and especially with guys is that, like, constantly any guy who I ever, like, went on a few dates with or anything like that, they're always like, oh, you're, like, really pretty, but, like, you should cut. And these are, like, a few examples. I'm not even getting into the fucked up ones. These are just the ones about, like, covering up, where they'd be like, oh, you're, like, pretty, but, like, you know, you should really cover up, like, your breast or, like, your ass or, like, make sure you wear clothes that, like, cover you. But then they're also the first ones to be, like, grabbing my ass yep. and my tits no. and wanting to do everything else. Yes. Like, oh, no, no. It's your fault. Okay. I, I'm I glad you that. brought this up because for me, I've, like, dated a variety of guys. And by dated, I mean, like, just casually dated. I've only had a couple serious boyfriends. But mm-hmm. um, all the guys who were Mormon that I went on dates with were way handsier, like way pushier than the non-Mormons. Oh, 100%. Like uh, all the time. And they try to do it in a way where, you know, oh, it's over the bra or I just grazed you. And they never ask for your permission. Have you noticed that? Like in my opinion, like in my experience, if they try to kiss you or they try to touch you, they never asked me if they could or like they didn't read my body language. They just did it. Like, whereas, you know, then when I met someone respectful, like my current boyfriend, he like can tell, could tell, you know, like, oh, this is a mutual chem, like we're having chemistry. We're going to kiss now. It's not like, oh, I'm just going to touch her because I want to. (laughs) Exactly. And that like a hundred percent, like even before and like what you said, like before I met my boyfriend now, which he and I haven't been dating near as long as what Katie and your boyfriend have been dating, but he was like the first person to actually ask me, like, is this okay? Like, are you okay with this? Like, da da da. And I was just like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah of course. And then after a while, like dating him, I was like, oh, this is like, how it's supposed okay to be. That? Like, oh yeah, like maybe, oh okay, like I do have a choice in the matter. Like, yeah. And if and I'm not gonna feel ashamed. Like, also if I do certain things, if I'm like feeling a bit kinky or frisky, like I don't have to feel like ashamed. Like, mm-hmm. whereas with Mormon guys, like I always felt like if we did anything that was sexual in any way, which so the listeners know, I only ever like French kissed and straddled a guy like before leaving the church. So like nothing <laughs> crazy. But even that, like, afterwards, I was always felt, like, I was shamed by the guys. They would always get mad at me. Yes. And then they would tell me that I was not being supportive of them being a priesthood holder. Oh, my God. Sarah. Always. I have a story about that. And I don't know if you can, you probably can relate. But this happened to me with, like, two different guys where they would take me on a date and then they'd want to kiss or make out. And I think... Once that happened, like, both times, these two different guys, they came in their pants. Yeah. And then, Sarah, they blamed me. They were like, we can't see each other anymore. That was very inappropriate. And you're too sexual. Like, 
and they would make it this thing like and they I they would tell their friends like that I don't think they would tell them about the came in their pants part but they would say like <laughs> you know she like tempted me too much and so we're not going to be going on dates anymore because I don't think she is righteous enough stuff like that and I'm like hello it's not my fault that you can't like handle just kissing like with our clothes on that's not my fault oh my god no I can 100% relate because (laughs) so the Mormon guy who I dated I would say the longest and the most consistently like it was a bit more than casual like we anyways doesn't matter it was one of the first like more blatant experience I had where he actually told me that it was my fault whereas the other guys would just ghost me after it happened yeah, like yeah. they would just like not even talk to me anymore it made me feel like I was a total tramp and whore and like worthless but this guy like it was kind of the same thing because I'm a trash whatever during this time like this is how I felt during this time I was like I have to do kind of whatever he wants and so like I'm not a PDA person but we're like in the park I was like straddling him we were making out whatever I had to go meet my professor on campus, and so I asked him to walk with me. And maybe I've told this story already, but he's the one where I thought I broke his penis because I never knew what blue balls were. (laughs) So when he stood up and, like, was in a lot of pain and was, like, walking, I was like, oh, my God, I'm, like, I broke his his penis because of my weight. Like, (laughs) I was, like, my fat ass, like, broken penis. I was, like, so in my head about it. Oh, my gosh. We go to campus. I meet my professor. He, like, immediately goes to the bathroom. And then when I come out, which is only, like, ten minutes later, he comes out a bit. And he, like, I see this, like, white spot on his pants. Oh, like, no. This, like, clear, what? Yeah. And I kind of look at it. And he was like, oh, that's just, like, I just, like, yeah, I don't know what that is. It's the same from earlier. And I was like, okay. Whatever. <laughs> And then later he, like, yells at me, like, oh, this is your fault, like, you're too tempting, and, like, you know, you seduce me, and, like, I've sinned, and now I have to, like, go talk to the bishop, and, like, you need to talk to the bishop. So then I literally went in to talk to my bishop and confessed to him, like, I straddled a man and made him come his pants, and, like, this is my fault. Like, who the fuck like and I felt so guilty and like trashy about it they make you feel so they make you feel so trashy especially when like they don't hang out with you anymore they ghost you or then yeah like I had some of them specifically say to me like you're inappropriate and you don't make me feel righteous like I'm you know I this this was a sin and I'm just like what the heck like you were participating too it wasn't just me and you're the one who came in your pants not me But it's true. And then they always, like, for me, they always said, like, you're not doing a good job supporting me as a priesthood holder. Oh, God, I just can't. Like, and and I even had one guy tell me, like, I, you know, basically saying that no guy would marry me if I continued to act (gasps) this way because, like, I'm not being a righteous woman who's supporting a priesthood holder. Sarah, that reminds me of something that literally just came from the back of my brain. The marry the marriage oh my god, it's thing. A revelation. Oh my god, it was it's a revelation. <laughs> so I was in high school and this kid had taken me on a date, which all of these Mormon d- dudes that took me on a date were never like even that nice. And I feel like they just wanted to make out because they thought I would with them, which I usually did, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and so we were in his truck and we were after the date, like making out, and he was begging me to take off my clothes, like, what? trying to coerce me, like, he was trying to, I remember he was trying to unbutton my top, and he had it, like, down and open, and, you know, I just had my bra, and he was, like, begging me, and I was, like, well, you have to take off your clothes, too, and he was, like, no, I'm saving that for my future wife, <gasps> yeah, I, but he still what? wanted me to take off my clothes, it was, like, just treating me like a total piece of trash, and, like, that he wasn't going to show me his, like, worthy, valuable body because he was saving it for his future wife. Oh, my God. If I knew ew. this guy, I would fucking punch him in the face. Ew, I totally right forgot that that happened, but he was definitely a Mormon, and I definitely did not hang out with him after that because I was like, you're, you're gross, dude. What a piece of shit. Like, I'm sorry. I have no other words to say, but, like, 
<laughs> how dare you think that you're better than the one or you know the fact that like you aren't even worthy enough to be his future wife because you're taking off his cl- your clothes because a he's like forcing you basically yeah, like, he's like begging me to choice, yeah but, <laughs> and that's the thing is that like honest to god listeners i just want to emphasize this a thousand times more my experience from dating Mormon guys to non-Mormon guys could not be more drastic. And oh, in a too. good, like, as in non-Mormon guys have treated me so much better. I mean, except for, like, a few, like, a handful of casual sex experiences, which were not great. But, like, yeah. actual dating non-Mormon guys have been substantially better. And it's the exact opposite of what we were raised to believe. Yes. That, yes. like, they were the evil, horrible people who were going to treat you like shit, who were going to abuse you, who were going to do, like, all these horrible things. Not true at all. And, like, another thing, so kind of speaking, I mean, mine's not near as extreme as your experience with that piece of shit, but I was, like, writing down. Also, can I just call out the point that, like, I prepared for she this prepared. episode. Sarah is so <laughs> on it, like y'all I have never in all 30 plus episodes written out shit or prepared in any way other than thinking about it for uh, like a few minutes before (laughs) and today I sat down and I wrote two pages worth of shit you go girl (laughs) yes this is how passionate I am about this topic because it fucked me over for so many years yeah anyways This one, I was thinking about, like, here in Berlin, I remember, like, it was Halloween, and Halloween's not a big deal in Germany. Like, it is now. It's becoming more, like, Americanized, but when I first moved here, it was, like, no one dressed up. No one went out, and I was, like, what the fuck? I brought my cat ears from the States. Like, I want to be a slutty cat for Halloween. Hello, yes. Duh. Uh, And so, like, it was, we had Institute, like, the Halloween fell on a Thursday, Mm-hmm. And we had Institute that night, and we were going to, like, a Halloween party after, but I think it was with, like, Mormons as well. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I, like, brought my costume to wear out, and I was going to change after Institute. And mind you guys, like, I will post a picture of it, if Katie, if you remind me. It is not immodest by any means. I think, like, my top is a little low, but for me, like... Anything that's past, like, my collarbone, I still have cleavage because of my tits. So, like, <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's low cut or not. Yeah. Like, the, the girls are still out. Yeah. So, I think it was, like, one of those examples where, like, it wasn't low cut, but, like, I had cleavage. And I was wearing, like, a tight skirt, but it was still, like, long enough. Like, my ass wasn't hanging out or anything like that. It was just tight. Like a pencil anyway. skirt? Yeah, and I had, like, red lipstick on, which I had been told by multiple Mormon men that that was immodest and that red lipstick was inappropriate and I should not wear it. Oh, my gosh. Side note, I mean, multiple times I was told that. I was told that knee-high boots were immodest and hooker boots, even if they were over jeans. Oh, my God, I hate people so much. Yeah, that was by by a Mormon guy, too. Anyway, we digress. These are the things. So I changed into this outfit, and after Institute in Berlin, like, the guys would play basketball, and I changed into this outfit. I walked into the gym to, like, talk to a few friends, and they all, like, stopped in their tracks and gave me this, like, what the hell is she thinking? Like, what is she wearing? Blah, blah, blah. And the guy who I was, like, kind of interested at the time, and, like, he liked me, he literally took me by the shoulders and escorted me outside like took me and led me outside of the gym and told me I needed to leave because I was not dressed oh my gosh yeah yeah (sighs) and I was just like what like I know I look fine like I look sexy as fuck but like I'm not inappropriate like I'm wearing red lipstick and a tight skirt that covers like it went to like my mid thigh so it was not even short like oh my gosh yeah, yeah. and I had tights on as well oh. so it wasn't even showing my thigh <laughs> Uh, the amount of times that I've gotten shit for what I've worn, I, I feel you on a personal level right now of like <laughs> getting kicked out of things and getting totally shamed for what you're wearing. It's like, even when it's not, um, I guess, scandalous, it's just not like to the Mormon, 
what like the Mormon quote unquote standard that they think you should be wearing. That's so bizarre. And the fact that like that these men and women, some I've had a few like women in the Mormon church also tell me I'm dressed inappropriately. Like that they even think that they have the right to say anything <laughs> is what like blows my mind. It's like don't people have personal autonomy and control of what they wear? Like what do you care if they're committing a quote-unquote sin like what do you care it's not it's not up to you to decide but they feel like they gotta control you and like tell you what you should wear it yeah exactly (laughs) and it's still like it still is ingrained in me like how and especially like with Mormon men always telling me that like I need to cover up my boobs and like you know that I should wear loose fitting clothes not to like cur like to hug my curves and like blah 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 so I was always ashamed like literally if you guys went through my old photos from like when I was basically 18 to 28 I always have a cardigan on and I'm (laughs) always wearing like jeans or a dress that like fully covers me because I was like terrified of like showing any curves in any way yeah and like even so I don't know if you guys are following the other account I have now that I just made about like carbs curves and cults but like I posted this thing about on Valentine's Day where I wore this dress which I'm actually wearing again today and I was like oh no my boobs are like they're too much like I can't wear this in public because like they're out and like I was so dolled up and feeling so confident and then those thoughts came in those old Mormon thoughts of like you can't wear that that's trashy like you're gonna embarrass your boyfriend people are gonna judge him because of like what you're wearing and like he's not gonna want to go out and like blah 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 so then I changed into a different dress and I didn't feel near as like sexy and like what I was going for but I was like oh but I'm covered up so that's the important part Mm. I'm glad you're yeah. wearing it today. And also, also you guys go follow her account, Carbs, Cur- wait, Carbs, Curves, and Colts, right? Carbs, Curves, yeah. Colts, and read her blog because she's amazing. Um, uh, if she's not going to keep promoting it, I'm going to keep promoting it because it's awesome. <laughs> um, but that just reminded me, what you were saying is, just a couple days ago, actually, I, um, I was getting dressed, and I got this, like, cute new top, and I put it on. And I put some jeans on, but the top, it was like, it had sleeves and my jeans were, you know, just jeans. And it's so funny. Like, I think I've rebelled so much, um, of like from the modesty culture of Mormonism that I pretty much always show my shoulders. Cause like I live in Arizona, you guys, it's hot AF here all the time. So I always like show my shoulders. I always wear like shorts or short skirts. I don't really ever cover my body (laughs) um so when I had those clothes on I felt so weird and I I took a little like mirror selfie and I sent it to my boyfriend and I was like I feel like a Mormon (laughs) (laughs) because I think all growing up like um in high school the dress code was so strict that you had to dress like a Mormon and then once I um got out of high school I totally rebelled from that and I basically showed as much skin as I could get away with this is when you met me Sarah (laughs) and I I was just and I was like damn I'm so impressed I was just like like, oh let me just like fucking go for it but yeah that definitely got me labeled as like a hoe bag and then that's when all the Mormon guys were like well I think she's still technically Mormon but she'll make out with me and maybe like take off her top so I'm gonna go manipulate her and you know ever try to get some from her which is it's a weird dynamic because I thought I was empowering myself by wearing less clothes but I think I just was like trying to rebel in a weird way where and I was still kind of believing in the church but like sort of not it was a very weird transition yeah no and I totally like that that was the thing is that you had to go by like I felt like for me it was whenever I left the Mormon church of like finding this balance of like I don't have to cover up anymore, but, like, I still feel like maybe it's immodest or I'm not being appropriate enough or, you know, if I wear, like, or also just, like, body-shaming issues that I experienced from right. dating Mormon guys and from mm-hmm. just the church in general where I was, like, I'm too I'm too curvy, I'm too fat, I'm too chubby to wear something like that, so I need to cover up because, like, it's not attractive. So, like, constantly, like, and, oh, this reminds me of one story that, like, (laughs) so traumatizing, but good thing I have my wine glass. Um, (laughs) 
So I really like this guy. I think I mentioned him in our first episode about dating Mormon guys. Um, his name, yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, he was like the missionary, really liked. He came off his mission, like we were supposed to date. And <laughs> so when I went to college my freshman year, I did not gain freshman 15. I gained like freshman 30. Okay. <laughs> So extra curvy, but so confident, which is what I loved about my 18-year-old self. I mean, you've always looked so, so good. Like, I think to other people around you, and especially to me, I've always just seen you as looking amazing, but I understand everyone has their own insecurities, but yeah. Well, thank you, darling. (laughs) But yeah, that's how I felt. Like, but at 18, I didn't, (laughs) this is like kind of the running joke I had. I didn't even know, I like, I didn't know I had gained that much weight because I had gone, this is like getting real personal, but I had gone on like birth control. And so like, I just like gained weight really quickly. And then I went home and my family was like, God damn, (laughs) you gained weight. I was like, what are you talking about? I look the same. (laughs) The point being is that this guy who I really liked and whatever, he came home and it was during that time and I was so excited to see him because he had just came off his mission like we hadn't seen each other in like eight months or something like that and I was like oh my god like we we're like meant to be together whatever so he like calls me he was living in Salt Lake he was like I'm gonna drive down to Provo I'm gonna take you to this like really fancy restaurant then we're gonna go to the movies after like I'm just so excited and he was like on cloud nine so I was like pumped I spent hours getting ready then he I meet him at like uh what's that Orem place like it's like the not the mall but like the other little shopping area oh, by R- the Riverwoods sorry Riverwoods yeah, yeah yeah I think that was it yeah yeah exactly so I meet him there and like y'all like his face when he saw that I had gained weight was like pure disgust what like, a piece of was, trash yeah like he was so obvious and I almost burst into tears when I saw it but I was like no 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 like maybe he'll be a good person and like you know we have this connection that's all that should matter blah 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 and like and plus like gaining anyways, weight doesn't affect like your looks or like your personality or anything you know it just changes a little bit how your body is shaped it's so stupid yeah And if anything, he should have been happy because my tits were bigger then and my ass was bigger. So, like, hello. More curves to love, yeah. (laughs) So then our supposed reservation at this restaurant was, like, canceled for some reason. So he took me to – I just – I can't even – he took me to Subway. No, he didn't. And he made me get, like, no sauce on my sub. He – what? Yeah. He was like, oh, you don't need, because, like, the girl, you know, or the whoever was behind, the worker was like, what kind of sauce do you want? And he was like, oh, she doesn't want any. I was like, oh, what? Ew. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. And then, even then, so we fucking eat Subway on our first day. And then I was like, okay, so we're going to the movies. He was like, um, could we just, like watch a movie at your place instead because y'all he was embarrassed to be seen with me Ew, you should have been so, embarrassed to be seen with him he sounds I, like a real treat Ew. <laughs> yeah it was horrible like I cried for like weeks after that because I knew like I think part of me was still trying to be confident and like no it was just because we were different but I was like no it's because he doesn't think I'm attractive anymore. If I would have known that this was happening at this time in our lives I would have tracked this (laughs) asshole down and I would have given him a talking to like (laughs) and probably more that is horrible that is ew. Yeah. And that's the thing is that, listeners, I just want to emphasize, this is not, like, the first and only example I have of dating Mormon men where they've shamed me for my body or for my sexuality or whatever. Like, I have pocketfuls. Like, I have so many examples. And it's funny because I think probably a lot of girls do. I think I, I have them as well. Like, they're a little bit different, but I think it's just gross how these dudes think that they can tell a woman how she's supposed to look and yeah. then still want to maybe, you know, get some from her or something, but then make her feel shameful about herself. 
but they don't want to do it in public. Uh, like they want to take you back to their apartment so that they're not seen with you. But then they think, oh, but I can still get some from her because she's like an unattractive Mormon <laughs> who has low self-esteem. So she'll put out. That's what they think. Such pieces of crap. I can't. And I'm like, fuck you. Because I remember like. We never did anything, but, like, I remember him cuddling up to me on the couch, and I was so put off. I was just like, you know what? Like, fuck this. Like, I might be feeling sad because this guy treated me like this, but there's no way in hell that my self-esteem is that low that I'm going to, like, make out with this guy. Good for you. Oh, I'm I'm so glad you didn't because that's absolutely horrible. And I had another dude do that, too. Like, speaking of, like, ghosting or, like, if you don't put out the Mormon guys, like, it's such a fucking like shit like i don't even understand like they don't want you to put out because they are righteous yeah they they claim that they want yeah they claim they want one thing but they they want the other thing and then to ghost you and then they'll just wait for uh, yeah it doesn't make any sense at all it doesn't make any sense i went on several days for guys because katie knew me during this time too and i think we were both the same like i was very outgoing and like i perceived like, I, I was perceived as being very confident because yeah. that was how I dealt with things. But really, on the inside, I was still struggling with, like, being curvy and being told that I wasn't good enough. But, like, I would always at least pretend to be, like, very confident. I would ask out guys. Like, I would be like, this is what I want. Like, boom, boom, boom. So, guys would mistake that as, like, oh, she's confident, so she's easy. And, like, <laughs> I got told to me, like, people were shocked always when I'd be like, oh, I, I've never even kissed a guy. Because I didn't kiss someone until I was 24. Yeah, yeah. I see. So they were always, like, mind-blown, like, what? Like, no way. Like, we thought you'd, like, done a lot. And I was like, because I'm confident? So you have to be, like, low self-esteem in order to be righteous and, like, not consider. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's full of contradictions. There's so many contradictions. Or they also, they would tell me, like, if I've made out with so many guys, that means I'm insecure. Which, I mean, come on. I kind of, let's be real, I was a little bit. But, like, it's just, like, the the flip side (laughs) of the coin. Like, you're you're either confident or you're insecure. And they're just going to label you as whatever they want, right? (laughs) Exactly. And then, like, they get mad at you if you don't put out, like, I remember I asked out this guy in my ward, like, probably a year or two before I moved to Berlin. And he, you know, he was not even that good looking. Like, I just need to clarify that every <laughs> every guy that I went out with who was Mormon was, like, subpar. Like, and I'm going to be a bitch and say it, but it's true. You know like, what? I was not going to, I wasn't going to go there, but since you went there, I'm joining you. <laughs> girlfriend like I, I yeah today and it's just the truth it is the truth I'm not saying this to be bitter or resentful or like mean but like every non-Mormon I dated since then have been like I mean way better looking and <laughs> way like anyways so this guy I ask out and he like we go on this date we go we play miniature golf like we go have ice cream like a very Mormon date then he's, like, driving me home, and he's, like, well, I don't want the date to end because, you know, I just want to get to know you more. And he's, like, so maybe maybe we could watch a movie. And I was, like, okay. And he's, like, because then that means I get to put my arm around you. And I was, like, okay, cool. We can watch a movie. So I think he literally thought that I was going to, like, do a lot more in the movie theater. Like, his whole arm around me thing was just, like, a cover-up for him wanting me to do a lot more because he kept, like, putting his body in certain situations. I was going to ask, like, did he try to – I was going to just ask if he tried to fill your boob or something. Um, I think he was trying to put my hand somewhere. Oh, God. (laughs) And because I was, and I was very naive at the time, so, like, I didn't even realize what he was doing until, like, I left the church, and I was like, oh, my God, that's what that was. Like, and now I'm like, oh, he wanted me to jerk him off in the movie theater because we were the only person on the row. And because, like, I just awkwardly, like, moved my hand and put my head on his shoulder, he was not happy about it, and he drove me home and never talked to me again. And we were in the same ward. I, like, messaged him a few times to be like, hey, I even sent, like, the goodnight message, like, oh, I had a really fun time tonight, thanks, blah, blah, blah. Never heard from him. Sent another one a few days later just being like, hey, hope you're well. Never heard from him. Oh, my gosh. That- 
Oh my gosh. Sarah, you are triggering like every memory in me (laughs) because I have something very similar. Um, yeah. This, yeah, that's so crazy. And these guys are so gross. <laughs> I can't. So gross. This guy I met, he it was, uh, I was going to the community college, like, when I was 18. It was, like, right when I was out of high school. And I had this creative writing class, and this guy was in there, and he asked me, like, on this date. We went on the date. It was, like, a group date. Um, and he was very Mormon. And then afterwards, we all went back to, like, their house. They were all these roommates. And um, they had these, like, setup of, like, couches in their living room. Um, And one of them was kind of behind the other ones, and that's the one we sat on, and we had a blanket over us. He literally took my hand and, like, put it down his pants. (gasps) Yeah. And I was, like, like, I pulled it away, and he just, like, kept grabbing it and, like, putting it, like, fully in there. And I like oh trying to get me God. trying to get me to like give him a hand job like while all of his friends and their dates were in the room and I didn't do it. He didn't talk to me. He didn't even go to that class anymore. He dropped out of that class. We didn't have that class together anymore. Oh my god, he's so gross. Ah, man, I forgot about all these <laughs> disgusting Mormon men memories. Right? It just like triggers all these things. Like I also I remember this other guy. He was like roommates with a lot of like there was this apartment of guys, and I was like really good friends with two of the guys in that apartment. And then this other guy was like so skeezy and gross. But of course, I was like, oh well, he's like giving me attention. No other Mormon guy does. So like, <laughs> may as well. And, like, it was the same thing with him. I remember he would, like, hint at stuff or, like, ask me to do things that I was like, wait. And because, y'all, I was so naive that I was like, is that what he's asking? But, like, I would kind of question it. And then I slowly started, like, back off and, like, wouldn't let him do certain things or, like, would just kind of be like, oh, let's cuddle instead. And he, again, ghosted me. Like, Never heard from him, even though I was still friends with all of his roommates and close friends. Like, just act as if I didn't exist anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Yikes. Oh, my gosh. Yep. I'm sorry, but Mormon dudes, like, they are the ultimate cringy to me. (laughs) They make me cringe so hard. I can't, like, with all of these memories, I can't even. (laughs) I can't either. And, like, it just... Uh, and I know that some people listening will say, like, well, you know, obviously it's not all, all Mormon guys. And, like, I will say this, like, I mean, obviously when I was dating them, I was at a younger age. So most men during that time, right. not most, but, you know, like, they're immature, blah, blah, blah. Right. But, I mean, this ha- shit happened until I was, like, 28. So, yeah. like, I wasn't that young. This happened and, to like, me until, I, yeah, I think I was, like, 20, what was I, 24. And then I that's when I got together with my current boyfriend. But, yeah. Like, it was up until then. Like, they should have been acting a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, like, once you date non-Mormons, like, it just, it was such a eye-opening experience for me. Like, and, like, my poor boyfriend now, he has to put up with me constantly being like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just not used to that. And he's like, what, being treated well? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And you know oh, what I do I that like, I've I've been trying to stop myself from doing, but I apologize a lot. And my yeah. boyfriend's like, what? You don't need to apologize for anything. That's just like how you are, just what you were feeling. And I've been conditioned by other people to apologize and to accommodate men. Um, <gasps> and yeah, I just, I'm trying to work through that now because I'm with someone who's like, you don't need to apologize for feeling things or doing something a certain way like it's just who you are (laughs) it's such a good point and I'm the same way like I apologize all the time like I have to like out like I'll tell my boyfriend like all the time like oh I'm I'm sorry that like I responded that way or I'm sorry that like I got upset and he's like it's it's okay like that's natural (laughs) and like or like if he's like in a bad mood and he maybe he like snaps at me or whatever I'm like I'm sorry that, like, I got upset. And he's like, it's okay. I was being a shithead. Like, you should be upset. Like, (laughs) that's normal. And I'm like, oh, Oh. okay, so it's not my fault. Like, oh, I'm still trying to get used to this. Yeah. Yeah, no. And I think, um, I know we're kind of running out of time, but I want in some future episode, or maybe I'll, like, 
maybe do a mini-sode or something about this, but I, I feel like you and I both have experiences where, like, with past relationships that are, like, pretty in-depth, but I'd like to get into, like, those, like I was telling you, Sarah, the guy that um, I was dating when I met you, like, that's a really interesting story, but I don't want to tell it on this episode because it would take yeah. way too much time, but um, future, future episode. Yeah. No, and I think it would be really, I mean, I don't want to pressure you into telling that story, but I think it would help so many listeners because I'm sure they can relate. And this, it's its a story that needs to be told and people need to hear it, but obviously at your own time and your own pace because it is quite <laughs> traumatic for you and it's your personal experience. So I understand completely. Um, but, but yeah. Um, talking, of, talking about this stuff is therapeutic AF, you guys. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, Katie does a wonderful job with the mini episodes. Aww. So I'm sure if you guys have other examples of, you know, dating Mormon men, I'm, I, we could make a mini episode, I'm sure on your stories alone, you know, oh, so yeah, for sure. and it, vice versa, you know, maybe there are ex Mormon guys who are listening to this being like, I had the same experience with dating Mormon girls. Like yeah. they had high expectations. I had to be righteous. I had to wear my garments. I had to go on a mission. Like, I'm sure it was not easy. So yeah. like, let's hear it, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. <clears throat> well, well, do you want to, any closing, well. <laughs> any closing thoughts? Um, uh, nope, I think that's it. I'm wearing my slutty dress today that I'm happy about, so... I know, <laughs> you should... Did you post a picture in it? Because I think Instagram wants to see. I will later. I'll do it later. Okay, I'm okay. back. <laughs> I'm not at all, obviously. <laughs> well, I guess that concludes that episode. It was fun ranting and getting out all the shit about well not even all the shit just a fraction yeah. of the shit <laughs> like literally the tip of the iceberg but yeah. it was really good and I hope that you guys yeah maybe if you related to any of those stories especially with shaming and dating Mormon guys let us know tell us our, your stories and yeah yeah we'll, we'll talk to you soon uh, bye bye bye